now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's Halo time as we are talking about Halo on Paramount Plus here on Post Show Recaps. Talking Halo Season 1, Episode 2, Unbound. I am Josh Wigler, and I am joined here by a man who I keep locked up in the Wario Casino. Looks like a prison, but it's actually very cozy for him. I feed him churros whenever he wants. The great Corey B. Wow, I was not expecting you to to, <laughs> to compare me to Reth, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I I am. Uh, I'm just surprised like, you don't see the the comparison. You're always crawling around on all fours. I never stand up. You never stand up. I look like the old man Jafar from mm-hmm. Aladdin. Yes. Uh, yeah. This is your move. It's true. It's yeah. true. Well, well, I'll I will uh, comprehend that for a moment. But it's great to be here. It's uh, great to be back for episode two. We are two weeks deep into Halo Season 1. We have an unmasked Master Chief now uh, for uh, the vast majority of this episode. Uh, At certain points in the episode, Corey, he uh, proceeds to hide the face. So we appreciate that he he could both show and hide the face here. But we have uh, a new concept Halo. here in this episode. We we had showing the face in episode one, but in episode two, we've got like showing the bod, you know, showing like, the bod. Yeah, we got we got John a little mm-hmm. bit of John. But at the end, we got some uh, some Mackie as well. We got some we got yes. some bod showing here. Yes, there's definitely some bod action. Uh, is this going to be a, a Halo bod cast? <laughs> 
Is that what uh, we're going to do? I, I, yeah, it, it, it is now. It's the it Halo Bodcast. All right. Well, here we are. We're going to show you the Halo Bod uh, as we are going to be talking about Season uh, season 1, Episode 2, Unbound, uh, as we are going to uh, uh, explore a brand new location this week, Corey. I believe, if I wrote this down properly, it is pronounced rubble, 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 rubble. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get it right? Yeah, the, you, you got it. You have to say it. <laughs> you have to say it seven times. Too. Rubble, 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 rubble. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go to Rubble, Rubble. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to meet my guy, Bokeem Woodbine, as Soren, uh, who, gosh, I love immediately. Uh, oh, yeah. Incredible character. Uh, we're going to meet Soren's whole flipping family this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, shouts to Kessler and Lyra. Uh, we love Soren's family. I hope that they're not secret bad guys. Um, I'm yeah. so concerned that like that this kid Kessler, he's like marking people. <laughs> he's putting the mark of uh, mark of death on mm-hmm. on his enemies. Yeah, death smiles upon you, Master Chief. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, Soren certainly has a lot of reasons to not be super thrilled with John if that's the direction this ends up taking. But at the very least, um, it seems like, uh, you know, there's that great moment at the end of this episode, Corey, where he's like, I need to know if I can trust you right now. He's like, you can trust me. It's like, ah, that's what the guy you don't trust says. That's but also true. the guy you do trust probably says it too. So yeah, I'm going to trust him. I'm choosing to trust him. I was streaming last night and there was a person in my chat who looked like a troll. And I said, you look like a troll. And he said, I'm not a troll. Mm-hmm. But then... Are you a troll? Because wouldn't a troll also say that they're not a troll? It's a tough yes. one. Same thing with trust. You know, they're gonna say that they can trust you, but wouldn't an untrustworthy person say that? Was the, did it turn out to be a troll? I, I don't know. They they left. Hard it, to know. It, it was pretty non-eventful. Hard to know. Um, this is an eventful episode of the show. I think we start canonizing a lot of the backstory we were talking about over the past couple of episodes of the podcast, Corey, uh, where we're hearing from this character, um, Ref, uh, who is going to be familiar to some, uh, certainly of people who are, um, fans of the wheel of time and the podcast coverage here on post show recaps. That's Johan Myers, who, uh, was, uh, Pat and Fane from uh, Wheel of Time Season 1 back on your streaming services uh, here as Ref. Uh, and he uh, he's going to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, expose dump us. Uh, yeah, he's bit. a plot device a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to razzle dazzle us with some information about hey, the Covenant. They love this technology. They worship it. Uh, you're a special one. You're the blessed one. I'm not. Look, you are. I guess in some ways your comparison of me to Ref makes sense in that last week i told you a lot of this information yes and uh while and so, you were on all fours it's what right. i'm saying we don't we don't broadcast the video but we are on video here mm-hmm. and i was crawling around the room while i was podcasting that would be the second weirdest uh, uh video podcast that i did in the last uh seven days <laughs> by the way okay uh, there's one weirder but uh i will not uh I will not uh, spill the details on that. I'm going to take that to my grave all the way. Uh, I will not show the face on on the answer to sure. all of that. Sure, or the I, bod. I will show the way to the podcast feed. If you have not yet subscribed to our Halo podcast here on Post Show Recaps, we encourage you to do so. Postshowrecaps.com slash Halopod will get you our RSS link. Just search for Halo Post Show Recaps in your podcatcher of choice as well ratings and reviews tremendously appreciated as we are seeking to find as many blessed ones out there 
in the known universe to join us here on our weekly Halo conversation. Of course, you can keep that conversation going with both myself and Corey on Twitter. I'm at Round Howard. Corey is at CavX. You can talk to the two of us as well in the Post Show Recaps patron discord at patreon.com slash post show recaps. Sign up at any level and you will find some discord access. It's almost April 1st. In fact, by the time you are listening to this podcast, perhaps it even is April 1st. And it's no joke that the first of the month is always the best time to sign up for the Post Show Recaps Patreon. Patreon charges you at the start of the month, and they charge you right as soon as you sign up as well. So you get a lot of bang out of your buck uh, if you sign up early on in the month, and you get to see Corey crawling around the Wario Casino. Right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a feature, but you have to you have to be at the ten dollar level to see me crawling around the Wario Casino. That's true. That's true. Uh, Five dollar level, you could see Corey crawling around Casino Gold. If you want true. to know what uh, the casino is all about, we have like a very easy to learn casino system uh, yep. in the campus section of the Discord that you get at the five dollar level. So, uh, lots of reasons to sign up. We would certainly appreciate it. Um, uh, if you can't at, at this point or at any time, we certainly understand uh, those ratings and reviews. Though uh, are tremendously helpful um Corey, before we start getting into this episode proper i want to just gut check you how you're feeling about halo two episodes in as somebody who is deeply connected to the halo franchise i am doing all right i think i think i'm enjoying the episodes i'm having fun i'm enjoying the ride i sort of mentioned last episode that i think this is sort of the thing where you have this tight grip on the lore and if you just are willing to let go a little bit and, and enjoy it i think that it'll be fun yeah. uh you know this episode didn't have as much like action in it uh, it was more expositional, but I also think that it, it, there was a weird sort of turn in a lot of the reactions I saw online where there were still, of course, the people who are saying not my halo. Right. And and I understand. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are starting to reconcile the idea that this is a different timeline. Uh, people were starting to compare it to the MCU where they watch it on TV and it's different than the comics and they have to just be OK with that and they can still enjoy it for what it is. It doesn't mean that it's not halo. Yeah, intrinsically, just because things are different and not everyone's feeling that way. But I do feel like that sentiment has increased. And I feel that way even more this episode. I'm really starting to settle in a little bit, if that yeah. makes sense. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. I think that uh, infusing this show with some big Bokeem Woodbine energy was definitely helpful for me. Absolutely. Um, I am so confused about his arm. <laughs> What happened? Yeah. Did he, like what happened to it? Did he get like get, was it trapped in like some kind of like gooey clay? Uh, <laughs> what happened to Soren's hand, Corey? Is this is this uh, explained? Is this rooted in the video games? So Soren is not in the video games, but I, Soren... I understand that. But is are people getting like yeah. you know smudgy hands? Well, I was going to say that comes from Halo. Uh, smudgy hands is a thing, and Soren was actually in the books, so he's he's not an original character to this timeline, uh, right. and and Soren was very disfigured by his Spartan training yeah. in the books. And I assume that they've carried that forward a little bit to the show where, uh, you know, you saw all the scars on these on, on John as he woke up in the sort of flashback scene at the beginning. And I, I think that the the implication is that, you know, they have all these physical augmentations. Halsey says later in the episode that they've really pushed them to the brink of what we're capable of doing physically. Yeah. Yes. And I think that has complications. I think in the, at least in the main timeline, in the main canon, people die, people get disfigured and mutilated and, 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 uh, or they, they, they literally lose their minds. Right. And, uh, these things are, are common. And, and in fact, relatively common, like 
not see i heard you say i just heard you say bee stings are common uh and (laughs) bee stings are common did he get stung uh Uh, did that cause the swelling it's yeah it it was a um it was a genetically modified bee yeah uh that's that's where we're going with this yeah it's yeah. a it's a b yeah it's got to be a b yeah that's why i had to go to rubble 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 because he needed to go and get a uh you know closer to the to the sweet honey supply that the pirates <laughs> are bringing uh into this asteroid city rubble was cool i really liked the world building there um another thing that i loved about this episode Corey, was that uh, they didn't waste any time just being like, yeah, Burn Gorman's going to be a bad guy. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, like we can't hide this. So we'll just show you that he's bad immediately. Uh, and I also thought that the casting was great across the board, but just like launching into the episode specifically, Corey, this is such a delicate uh, act to do when you're doing flashbacks uh, and you're trying to cast main characters with younger versions of themselves. Agreed. Some- Sometimes, like, the younger version of the character just looks absolutely nothing at all and acts absolutely nothing at all like the mainline version of the character. I did not feel that way here. I thought that they did such a good job of casting the young Master Chief and young Soren. They both had huge Pablo Schreiber and Bokeem Woodbine energy, and I loved it. Uh, And it really rooted me in to the storyline in this very first scene of the episode where it's 22 years ago. We're at the Spartan Training Center, um, and the story is told in a compelling enough way, Corey, that it makes it seem like um, Master Chief is trying to leave this place, and it certainly that was what Soren thought Master Chief was going to be doing as well, but it turns out he's coming to like, like Soren, you can't go. Uh, and so we get into this really early conflict here early in the episode and obviously early in the series as well now of like, should, is is this the right place to be? Is it good to be a Spartan? Are these people actually like who are in charge of them actually kind of terrible? I think it's like in, already infusing us with a bit of the the moral conflict on the human side of the line. We know the Covenant is scary; they're being set up as the big bads, but maybe we should be pretty scared of the of the U- USNC as well. And I thought that this scene rooting it in these two kids who are so much like the future versions of the characters is yes. very effective. They 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 sold it for me absolutely and it was it was it was really powerful having John have that relationship with Soren what is going to be valuable not only because it sets that up sets that conflict up but because Soren we find is is John's literally only connection that's outside of the UNSC. Like Soren is literally the only person John knows who's not part of his world. And so John sort of continues down the path of sort of being immersed in the world, giving into what Soren calls his programming and sort of just being all in on the UNSC. And Soren, on the other hand, finds his freedom and he follows his dreams and, and becomes more free. But I think Soren has more visibility to it because he suffered more consequences of, you know, his training and, and, and he, he it seems like that was part of it as well he talks about how yeah. what happened to his arm as as part of the reason why he's seeing seeing them for what they are i guess yeah um so we don't know what happened to him uh that might be something that gets uh you know revealed over time is like exactly what happened to like the mutation there mutations in halo though that's a thing you would say yeah i think it's like uh i don't i think it's just like a side effect of this genetic augmentation right so it's okay. so it's a it's a negative thing it's obviously a side of, well of course it's a negative thing it's a side effect of the uh the augmentation Listen, going you know, wrong you can spin it 
You could spin, I could spin it. it. That's what you they. Know? That's what they do. I'm sure they told Sauron, "Oh, it's fine. You ha- yeah. you've got you've got one functional arm and two yeah. super soldier legs." And yeah, your legs are so powerful. Yeah, uh, who, needs, you know? who needs the extra arm? Really, I think uh, that's my lucky arm. Um, <laughs> I like uh, this moment where John, you know, uh, draws on Sauron. He's like, "I can't let you go," uh, and Sauron's like, "Honestly, please, like, fine." Uh, let me go or shoot me either way. I'm free. Uh, yeah. and I thought that that really, for me was like, okay, I'm out on the Spartan program. Like this yeah. is not a good thing. This is not a good thing. If this guy wants to either die or, or leave, uh, this can't be great. Can't be great. Yeah. And it's not, it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, yeah. and, and it's interesting because, uh, I, I, I thought about that scene and I was like, I mean, if Soren only had his helmet on, John wouldn't even be able to 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 shoot him. Same as right. first episode. You take yeah. the helmet off and then you're vulnerable. You got to be careful. Yeah. You got to be careful showing that face. That's right. Uh, Soren asks for a 10 minute head start. Just, I'll give you five. <laughs> that seems to be a point of contention throughout their uh, their continued relationship with each other. Yeah, this turns uh, out to be a big deal. I think that not giving him those five minutes, it's possible that that could uh, bear out poorly for John in the long run. We'll see. I think so too. I'm I think that trust that. we were talking about, that makes it harder. Uh, so in the present, we see that John is like thinking about all of this as he's still flying the ship. He's on the way to rubble, rubble, rubble. Uh, and uh, they're taking uh, a more direct path through space. Uh, and John starts to explain how they're flying so fast. He's think about space, like a yarn with multiple threat and quasars. You're ruining it. <laughs> uh, is there, is it like, is it light speed? Is this described in the game how you fast travel? Yeah. So in Halo, this is called slip space. And uh, Miranda later in the episode makes a reference to how her discoveries has sort of helped uh, helped their advancements to be able to go through slip space. But it is sort of, uh, it's like a dimensional travel sort of thing where uh, you're. it's more of a jump than it is like like a light speed sort of thing. But obviously... I don't think you've ever seen it in the games from the perspective of being in slip space. So that was definitely new and very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool. It looked really great. There's like big blue lights. Uh, and someone's yeah. probably going to correct me immediately on that. And they've been in slip space a bunch of times in the games, but at least the, the blue, the cool blue light effect was definitely a new thing. I loved that. I thought that was I a really fun it. visualization of, yeah. of that one. Uh, so as they're, you know, flying together, she's like, could you just like, you know, clarify for me, why you thought uh, it would be wise to save my life. And he's just like, yeah, I got to tell you, I really don't know. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure why I did it. Uh, it's like, okay, well, thank you. He says, You're welcome. Uh, so Master Chief's going through a thing. Uh, he's going to tell he Halsey at the end of the episode. He's like, I don't think the situation changed. I think I'm changing. Absolutely. Yeah. There are definitely some things behind that that might be happening too, which we can yeah. get into as we get down that road. But yeah. uh, he's definitely changing for sure, and he he he's becoming more aware of what's going on around him. And yeah. but he's still sort of figuring things out. He's yeah. he's uh he's sort of trying to find his proverbial uh you know his proverbial helmet or take off his proverbial helmet. I don't know. Yes. Well, uh, Corey, uh, uh, Master Chief is certainly changing as we get to the opening credit sequence. <laughs> Yeah. See. <laughs> were you wait? Were you waiting for that one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. We had the full <laughs> intro scene again. 
Yeah, and he's oh, changing into his costume. Yeah. Um, we got some know, feedback in the Discord that 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 was good. That, I that think they liked Riley really liked. Yeah, it. yeah. Some people really liked it, and I'll you know I don't know yet if I'm eating my own words, Corey. But what I will say is, I didn't skip it. I yeah, I didn't either. I didn't skip it. I watched it. I considered it, and I didn't. Yeah, I just kind of sat there and let it happen to me. Yeah, like, you know, okay. Maybe this will grow on me. I think it is the Gregorian chants, and I want to hear that. Uh, That's so, true. The musical side of it is is great. Yes, yes. I'm I'm fond of the of the musicality of the show so far. Um, so when we're out of the opening credits, we are um, we are at uh, UNSC Fleetcom on. Is this planet Reach? Is Reach a planet? Yes, reaches a planet. Reaches the same place as the headquarters that they were on in the last episode. So reaches okay. the name of the planet that that HQ is on. Yeah, got it. It's beautiful in the daytime. Uh, you know, it's like a you know big city with the sprawl of the city and the mountains in the distance, and there's some water. It's you know very verdant. Uh, very it's verdant. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's a gorgeous place, and. Um, and and just for reference, there's a, there's in fact a game called Halo Reach. Just so you know, there's a there's okay. an entire game that is set on Reach. Um, but yeah, no this 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 area, I think they call it White Tower. Um, uh-huh. In the but they've never referenced it that oh, they only reference it that way in the in like the, the Twitter posts and all that stuff. It seems like, but uh, yeah, that that's so uh, it's, it's a gorgeous place. Absolutely, yeah, they did like a great it. job with the design here. I liked it quite a bit. Um, so Dr. Halsey's like reading in this guy. Did we get a name for this dude? Uh, yes. what's his name? This is fleet Admiral Lord Terrence hood fleet Admiral Lord Terrence hood. Yes. That's, that's his full name. Now he, is the also fleet from the game Ad- originally is the fleet Admiral and the Lord. Are those separate titles or is it, is he the Lord of the fleet admirals? that i actually don't know um is lord his first name i've never actually realized uh fleet admiral lord terrence hood (laughs) yeah yeah i think it's probably two separate titles right but uh don't don't you think if you're a lord you don't also have to be a fleet admiral you would think that you're just the lord yeah you're just the lord choose one let someone else get the fleet admiral status. Or if you're a fleet admiral, you know, someone else can be the lord. You can... Yeah, if you don't want to be the lord, you can be the fleet admiral. So greedy. Fleet <laughs> but... admiral Lord Terrence Hood. Whoever That's went right. to work that day when they needed to name this character back in the early 2000s, uh, I hope got a huge raise. Uh, I hope so too. I think they were just struggling to to know what title to give uh our friend terrence hood and terry hood like terry hood <laughs> yeah. yeah and they were like oh, we, let's just why not both you know porque no less yeah. told us that's like let's just let's uh let's let's get fleet admiral lord terrence hood and Incredible. uh yeah and, and and uh fleet admiral lord terrence hood is just a very high-ranking unsc uh you know leader yeah uh that that is very prominent and I, I was not necessarily expecting him to show up here but i it was it was nice it was a it was a fun fun sort of tie back appearance there yeah it kind of feels like if ed harris wasn't tied up with westworld ed harris would be showing up as this guy uh i can know, see that he sort of has this like very serious uh you know kind of uh, vibe 
and he's meeting with Dr. Halsey and be like, hey, how did the Spartan kind of just like break loose? Isn't that not supposed to happen? And she says, dude, I know. Right. Uh, yeah, right is what she says. And he looks at her. And he's like, yeah, that's why I'm asking. She goes, oh. And he says, yeah, could you tell me what happened? And she said, well, listen, um, don't worry about it. We're going to bring him in. He's going to come back. Uh, we're going to rebuild some trust with him because we've got a contingency plan for how to deal with situations like these in the future. And Fleet Admiral Lord Terrence Hood says, could you tell me and the other Fleet Admiral Lords what your contingency plan is? I think that we should uh, know it. And when you do, just keep it light. Yeah, keep uh, it light at the Fleet Admiral Lord Committee meeting. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, all right, I will. I'll be there in a, in a few scenes and I'll tell you exactly what I've got in mind. Um, yep. In the next He's scene, up to something. guess what? Other Spartans are showing the face. Uh, we are getting to see the faces of Vanek, Kai, and Riz, uh, John's fellow Spartans. Uh, now, is it in the game, Corey, that it's just Master Chief who never shows you his face, or is this across the board with the Spartans? Uh, really, it's just Master Chief, yeah. And, and it's more of like... Uh, people sometimes forget that Master Chief takes off his helmet a lot in the games. You just never see the face. So canonically, it's not like Master Chief ever had an aversion to removing his helmet. And so mm -hmm. especially in the later games, they start to show more and more Spartans without their helmets on. So, yeah, it, it definitely happens. It's not too unsettling like at a whole as a at a whole. Right. As a as a general idea for the Spartans, it's it's pretty common. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have trouble uh tracking who is who as uh, am i Vanek and kai and riz because they don't Same. really have personalities yet as far as i can tell uh, well kai is my brother's name so that uh -huh. helps me remember <laughs> kai a little bit she's like the uh she's she's the one that seems a little more concerned about everything during these is plots, she it is, like. is it is it her or is it riz who's concerned you're saying it's kai i trust you it's kai i feel like kai kai seems the most concerned because because Kai's the one that says, "Hey, if 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 Master Chief's got a plan, why are we going after him? Like, it doesn't make sense." And that and mm -hmm. and uh, Riz is is the one that comes in and just says, "Hey, we we found him, right?" Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's how it goes. Okay. It, like Kai is the one that like has a little bit of doubt. Uh, I tr I trust that. Uh, I for sure trust that. I'm just gonna need some time to get to know these characters because their whole storyline so far is we gotta find John before anyone else finds him. Yeah, they're not okay. really being fleshed out as much as I thought they'd be at this point, but I'm sure it's that early. Yeah, it's early. It's early. So uh, I expect that we will get more from them. All three of them are series regulars. Yeah, that does not guarantee that they will have big stories. Uh, you know, uh, there are people on many TV shows that have lasted the entire run of a TV show as a series regular, and they had like three lines. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but I will say, know, from a marketing perspective, it seems like they're they're up there, you know, in terms of who right. who they want us to know. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Is we're going to get to see more of them as we go along. But yeah, you never know. Uh, who is Seymour of them? Uh, so th <laughs> they are going off to look for Master Chief, uh, and then meanwhile, Master Chief and Quan they're flying through this asteroid belt. Quan's uh, really freaked out. She's like, "They're going to get us killed." And he's like, everything dies. <laughs> She's like, that's not comforting to hear right now. Yeah, I mean, maybe we could die later. That would be... But I mean, in, in Master Chief's defense, he is making some maneuvers here. Like, yeah. He knows how to fly this thing. Scary maneuvers. But she says, what's the plan? 
And he says, my plan is for you to sit down and buckle up. Which I feel um, like she should have done earlier, personally. Yeah. Uh, you can't, don't fly through yarn space without, uh, without, uh, buckling your seatbelt. What right, was it like called? You're coming Spin out of slip space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Slip space. If you're coming out of slip space, wouldn't you want to have your seatbelt on? Yeah, I don't know. It seems a like a good seat idea. belt. Yeah. You think so? Uh, buckle in, uh, buckle up as Lily Sobieski says in the glass house, uh, as they are flying through space and through the asteroids, eventually they round the bend. And they see, ba 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 ba, rubble, 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 rubble. <laughs> they do. It's it's beautiful. They did a really good job with this, in my opinion. Uh, and and the rubble is like a, I believe. Again, I'm not a book reader, but I I've studied a little bit about a lot of these things. And the rubble it was also in a variety of books. Um, I believe book spoiler. I don't think the rubble survives. Yeah, sure. I could see that. But uh, but I don't think that is canon here. I think that it already no no it's already yeah. been gone at this point in the silver timeline. So yeah, we're um, in the silver timeline. You know the 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 books, the games, they are uh, more like guidelines than actual rules. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but but uh, yeah, fascinating place. I didn't know anything about this until I started sort of cross referencing things with the with the book storylines. But it's it's real. I really love that they sort of brought us here. I hope we get to come back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we, we show up on Rubble. No one seems particularly psyched to see a Spartan. Uh, no, not exactly. You know, he's got guns on him from the moment he walks in. Somebody try to on him. Yeah, he gets spat upon. Someone blocks his path with a forklift, which seems ineffective to me. 
Yeah, uh, Master Chief just like pushes the forklift. But I mean, and, you've already got guns drawn on him. Why are you blocking him with a forklift? Yeah, at that point, you know, uh, don't bother with the forklift. The forklift just feels like maybe it's just insulting. Yeah, I think it's like a mockery sort of thing. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Like a call in mockery sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, Calling so... him and mock- mocking him, you know. Yeah, call in mockery. Call and mockery, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. Who else got it? I got it. I yeah. Thank yeah. thank you. I, I mean I mean we're the ones talking live, so I'm glad at least one person got yeah. it. Yeah. Whose line whose line is that anyway? I don't know. Uh and so uh someone says, Nice of you to drop by. Whose line is that anyway? That's Soren's line. Mm-hmm. As Soren shows up, uh, and it's uh Bokeem Woodbine, who I'm so psyched to see as uh he's he's here to greet John. And it seems like is this the first time they've seen each other since they parted ways all those years ago? Seems that way. Yeah. Uh, and 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 Soren immediately gets his uh, iconic jacket over the armor look. How are we feeling yeah. about the jacket over the armor now that we're seeing it in action? I mean, he pulls it off, but like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I still think it's a little strange. Mm-hmm. Now maybe there's like an arm thing going on with it. Maybe it's like arm related. Like there's yeah. just like some comfort there or something. And doesn't want to put armor over it, but he wears the jacket. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. but I mean, it does. It, it doesn't look as strange as it did in like the in the preview shots. Like when, yes. it, when you're what when you're watching it live, when you're watching the movement of it and everything, it, it doesn't stand out that much. But I still think it's a little weird. It's a little strange. Yeah. Um, so when we come back uh, to uh, to the rubble, uh, we're watching. There's some TV footage of uh, of Venture, uh, who is this guy who is you know speaking out against the UNSC in the commercials or the the newscasts. Yeah, uh, we saw him at the very beginning of the first episode. Uh huh. And now uh, we are seeing that he has since taken over Madrigal. And it seems like all of that was hot air, Corey. It was all nonsense. He was just waiting to get installed by UNSC. Yeah. And he's being very disrespectful to the memory of uh, Quan's late father, who we watched get skewered by an elite last week. Uh, And uh, he is one of these people who wants uh, Quan dead. He is, and I have to say, I called this. I mean, it, not that it was that hard to predict that he was he was sort of a plant, right? Uh, and it was interesting to see. I wasn't sure based on the first episode how how many other parts of Madrigal there were. I assumed it wasn't that one colony, but we kind of get a little bit more of like a broader sense of Madrigal in this episode too. But yeah, yeah, he's he's taken over. He's taken yeah. over. He's cleaning house, literally. Yeah, he um, sure he sure is. Uh, so we hear about this. We're going to see uh, footage of him actually executing people in this really barbaric fashion. Yeah. Not that there's not really a barbaric fashion uh, with which to execute people. But there's, but there's just something really chilling, Corey, about how he unmasks some, like this one person and then shoots her, like puts like the mask back on. Yeah, and he's um, telling like a limerick or like a poem of some kind as he's doing it. Yeah, haiku bod. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't really know exactly what's going on there, but we're going to see later on Quan watching that and being like, oh, I can't wait to reunite with that guy later on in the series and kill him. Yeah, uh, it's going to happen, I'm sure. Got to happen. Uh, but before we even get to any of that, um, we see Soren is just touring. Uh, he's, you know, tour guiding them through rubble. 
Uh, this is the home to every ally. Basically, it's the Moss Eisley Cantina writ large, right? You know, it yeah, is yeah. Uh, uh, the hive of scum and villainy. Uh, I definitely got those vibes when he's like, it's the home to every misfit, reprobate, outlaw, and renegade in the galaxy. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah scum and villainy. One thing that I really enjoyed is they then get on like a mine cart, you know, like uh, to like go through like the, the various mine shafts. Yeah. And closed captioning called this a cable car when uh -huh. they first got it. And I was like, that's that, that looks just like a mine car. Like, why yeah. are they it a cable car? Uh, so they're going through the cable car, I guess, uh, as they're going through these mines. And immediately my head goes to um, Bokeem Woodbine, who previously starred in uh, the Nicolas Cage movie, The Rock. Uh, and there's this iconic scene in The Rock, an action scene going through ostensibly mines with a mine cart. I don't remember if Bokeem Woodbine is in that scene or not, uh, but my head just went that. there. And yeah. then in this, Corey, as I'm thinking that, Soren says, yeah, this place is pretty great. I got the whole rock to myself. Oh. And I was like, what? It's Come a callback. On. We got it. Uh, so it's cool, though. You're seeing the cable car, like, flying around and, you know, like, reattaching to different cables. Yeah, if um, I was an engineer for this cart car cable car mine yeah. car combo i feel like i wouldn't uh i would exclude the part where it's literally flying through the air before it latches onto the cable uh, i would probably make it latch onto the cable first yeah uh prior to just dropping into the sky yeah but, but i mean it, it's it's cool you know yeah. i mean yeah. it's, it's a very like rebellious thing to do right like yeah. oh, we're the rebels we're gonna make our we're gonna make our cable cars. Is that why it's called rubble? Because they're rubbles. It's the the rubbles. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think this, this is gonna be the 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 site of the rebellion against uh, the UNSC. Well, I thought it was called the rubble because it was their favorite Paw Patrol pup. Oh personally. wow! Oh my gosh! Are you the guy for the Paw Patrol podcast? I, I I'll join the Paw Patrol podcast. It's uh -huh. been a, it's been a little bit. You know, my son is a little bit older for that now. Yeah. But I'm still I'm still well versed. Yeah, but I I kept up with it. I, uh, I I can't ignore a narrative. So if something is on TV, I know what happens. Um, I know all the details. We get to meet Soren's family here. There's this kid Kessler, his wife Lyra, uh, and they just all seem great. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like them. They seem like a fun time. Um, when we leave Rubble for a bit, we are going uh, to check in on um, the Covenant, and we're seeing Maki again, and she's talking to the survivor of the Madrigal Raid, right? Right. Um, yeah, and and I, I have predictions for, for what's going to happen to this particular elite, by the way, which I'm not going to spoil what my predictions are because I don't want to spoil it for you. Sure. But I do have some predictions on what's going to happen with this elite, and I'm sure anyone who's played the games already knows what that prediction is. Uh, you you think that... You think this guy is important? This I think, that, I think that he's important for sure. Okay, I cool. could be wrong. I I hope that I'm not because that would be a great direction to take it. Cool. Yeah, I would love for one of the elites to be an actual character. It would be great. Uh, Absolutely. I'm uh I'm very on board with that. Um, so she's getting mad uh about hearing about uh that there is um she is outright called by one of these three uh mercy and what are the other two what are they called again yeah so there's truth mercy and regret and they're the prophets right yes um and so the prophets are talking to her they're calling her blessed one 
mm-hmm. which takes on a different connotation by the end of the episode, I feel like. Uh, she wants to get out there. She wants to stop this thing. Um, and they're, you know, she's saying, are you questioning my loyalty? They're saying, no, your place is here. You're sacred. You know, we need to protect you. Effectively, yeah, she wants right? to find the field and, and they, they don't like it. And I, I, no. I understand why they might not like that. Yeah. Uh, so they don't want to do that. Uh, they need to, you know, they, they value her too much uh, in order to, uh, to put her out into danger. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about Maki? You know, we don't, we don't get a ton of Maki content in this episode. I mean, arguably we do at the end. <laughs> yeah, that, there, there's a ton at the end for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I think, I think Maki is still uh, sort of, I think the jury is out a little bit, but I, and, and there's still a little uncomfiness there. Like why would a covenant, why would the covenant uh, take in a human um, but there are, you know, the whole blessed one side of things, being able to activate these artifacts. Uh, as I mentioned last episode, the whole like reclaimer concept is basically what that is. Yeah. Um, uh, you're able to sort of interface with these things and, and leverage these things that, that this this the the forerunners, the the race who came before, they left them behind, and it makes sense that the covenant would sort of revere them. But at the same time, I don't know. It's still, you know. But at this, it's like. I can't put my words together. Apparently it's, it's very interesting. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I think in the first episode, I was willing to put that aside and I still am this episode. I just think the jury is still out a little bit on exactly where they go with it. Is she going to rebel against them? Like what are their true intentions with her? Sure. I, I want to know that, but I'm, I'm immersed in it. I'm, I'm pulled in. I want to see what happens next for sure. Uh, what happens next is we go to the fleet Admiral Lord Terrence hoods committee meeting. We do the 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 fleet admiral lord committee. Yeah, uh, fleet admiral Lord Terrence Hood and friends uh, are all hanging out, you know, around the table as you do. They're just trying to figure out where's Master Chief. Where'd he go? Yeah. Well, we're looking for him. We'll find him. We'll punish him. And I think it's uh, fleet admiral Lord Terrence who's like, if we're gonna pun- punish him, you know, he's a symbol of uh, of the war. He's, yeah. you know, he's a popular guy. That would be pretty bad for morale. And by the way, they're also talking about gas prices in this meeting, which I thought was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty uh, topical. Yes. You know? uh-huh. Talking about how this will help the gas prices uh, in the universe. And uh-huh. uh, oh, it's always about the gas prices. Some things never change. That's uh, right. You know, uh, so uh, Dr. Halls is like, well, I've got an idea. Uh, let me pitch you all on something. What do you think about uh, AI hybrid clone stuff? <laughs> yeah. What and do you we... think about that? Do you guys want to talk about uh, my Cortana program? And they're like, the Cortana program? She's like, yeah. What it's going to do is we're going to AI the crap out of some Spartans. They're going to like override their consciousness. We're going to melon scoop their consciousness out. That's scary. Yeah, I don't love it. That's not, this is a deviation, just for the record. This okay. is like, Okay, and you can see Admiral Perangovsky in the meeting just like silently fuming, rolling her eyes, being like, "Oh, here she goes again." And 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 in going over her right to get that approved. And and, uh, by the way, I I I, in my notes I abbreviate uh, Admiral Perangovsky as APG, and I just want to keep calling her APG because I'm good with it. I think it's a great nickname. I like it. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. The so the Cortana program is being sort of branded as this sort of mind control device almost, which is super new. And I've heard some theories that maybe Halsey is just uh, just selling it that way. 
that maybe that's not what it does and it's still a separate AI, but she just wants to get her program funded and wants to get people off of her Spartans. And so she's just pitching that. Yeah. And she, she's, you know, she's manipulating the truth. She does that all the time. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they they kept this, you know? Yeah, I feel like it is a if you're a Halo fan and you're concerned about this, um, just my history with adaptations uh, you know, sometimes this could like this could be the kind of thing that's like a choice that's being made that maybe isn't going to be um, one that you necessarily love the, <laughs> yeah. the leap. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, for me, I don't really know. I mean, I think that this show for me very clearly, like, you know, from the get, I just do not trust any of these people. Uh, yeah, no, nor should you. Um you know, yeah. I like any like, you know, anything that like if the game is kind of like a slow burn on whether or not you should be good with the UNSC or anything like it's been a pretty quick burn of like, no, I don't think that these are the good guys, to be honest with you. Yeah. And the game sort of buries it like this is not very a very big thing in the games at all in terms of like the UNSC's morality, because they're just so thrown into this war of survival yeah. that, you know, about this stuff, but it doesn't really matter because you're fighting for your survival yeah. and they don't really have that aspect yet in the games. You don't feel this immense pressure from the covenant where it's just like, is humanity going to survive? They talk about it that way, but they, they're pausing down and making sure you know who the bad guys are in, in, yeah. in humanity. Yeah. Uh, so APG could shoot this down reluctantly gives the thumbs up. So the Cortana uh, test pilot uh, is going to is going to yes. go forward. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and the the interesting thing about this is is they have this concept of flash cloning. Right. Um, when I mentioned in the in the main canon, the idea of the Spartan 2 program, they also when I mentioned they kidnapped the kids and then they replaced them with clones. That is the same idea of this flash cloning where they're very like unstable. Uh, but I, I assume what's going to happen is Halsey's going to use this clone that we see later in the episode and saw last episode, too. Yeah. And she's basically going to extract their consciousness. And who cares about the body is, yeah. is my assumption. Okay. Um, and that's obviously why it's illegal and unethical and why she was questioned about it in this uh, in this uh Lord Admiral, or sorry, Fleet Admiral Lord Committee, yeah. uh, the 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 Falk, as I like to call it, uh -huh. FALC, yeah. um, and uh, FALC, everyone, just to be clear, uh -huh. um, yeah. yeah, and and uh, and and so I think I think that'll be an, an interesting sort of uh, uh, path to follow for sure. Yeah, uh, what the Falk? Uh, <laughs> all right, so we go back to rubble, rubble, rubble. Um, uh, and now this is where Quan's watching, uh, you know, the, the Vincher stuff. It's like, God, I could have told you all that that guy was a bad guy. So, you know, this burn Gorman, he's always doing burn Gorman things. Uh, and she's upset. She's upset. She's seen his filmology. She knows. Yeah. Uh, and Lyra says, so what are you after here then? You want revenge? She says, I want justice. And Lyra says, eh, pretty easy to confuse those two things. And yeah. somewhere, uh, you know, in the Bat Cave, uh, Batman is watching this show on his streaming device. Like, that's right. It's pretty hard. Yeah, you better watch out for that. Yeah, Revenge of Justice. It's really <laughs> hard to, to know which is which. Uh, Soren is giving John something to eat. He's like, what do you think that tastes like? He's like, I don't know. That's freedom, baby. He's like, it doesn't taste like anything. Uh, yeah, I didn't think this would be a thing. But that's, that's, that's sad if you can't taste anything as a Spartan. Yeah. I do think it's kind of cool, though, Corey, that uh, in uh, in like the the twenty four hundreds, yeah, uh, that in uh, you know that time period, 
that we have evolved. Uh, you know, we were we were really excited. Uh, you know, uh, there's like salty, uh, there's sweet. Uh, you know, there's not all. You know, you've got you've got your kind of core tastes, right? Uh, and now they've developed the the taste for for freedom. First, freedom. it was umami. Now it's freedom. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> we're really expanding the palate. Uh, which is he's what that's the freedom, it, the freedom it, palette. Yeah, and Soren's gonna be like, no, we don't want to expand the palette. We want to get rid of the palette. Stop taking the palettes. That's uh, right. As we hear that Master Chief's been like, uh, and the other Spartans, they like feast on these pellets that suppress their emotions and suppress their feelings and stuff. Is it a feast on the palate? I think I thought he said it was a, a pellet in his back. Yeah, they're eating with their backs, Corey. Uh. <laughs> that's right. why john's like i can't taste it you know my tongue is on my back oh we're going to weird spots here uh-huh specifically yeah. the back uh-huh. uh is the weird spot that we're going to yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, so so he ate it with his back and it makes him numb as soren says right yeah, yeah. and i uh, can't taste food also yeah. he's numb to life yeah so get rid of the palate uh it's gonna be like opening your eyes for the first time uh so they're walking around uh and then kessler the kid just rubber stamps John with this smiley face out of nowhere, stealthy. Uh, and I guess it's because he stamps the people he likes. Yeah, that's nice. And John kneels down. He says, "Thank you, Kessler. I accept." Uh, <laughs> I love. I loved it. Oh, me too. Master Chief yeah. is so stiff. Yeah, and then Soren literally mocks him, and the way he says it, it's like you're so stiff. Yeah. Um, do you like Master Chief? He's helmetless. How are we feeling? This is a full, basically helmetless episode of Master Chief. Yeah, and I, I suppose we should mention this is also where they where they do the whole like show the bod thing, right? For Master Chief specifically, because before he even comes in to to Soren's like house, I guess house asteroid, house asteroid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he he says, "Oh well, you know, I just cleaned the carpet, so you should take your armor off." And and so, so he's wearing like his jammies. Yeah, his like UNSC jammies. Yeah. yeah. And which and Soren has matching pairs, so they're really wearing matching jammies. I mean, Soren's jammies looked cozy. They did. They did. He was like in a, a you know uh, silk robes and kimonos blaring in the background as he was just looking uh, <laughs> so fresh. He was. Yeah. And and yeah. To to answer your question, I think that John uh, Master Chief. I feel like I liked calling. I like calling him Master Chief when he has his armor on, and John when he has his armor off. It's almost instinctual for me right now. It's yeah. it's interesting. Uh, Is that because I, he's current? wearing his long johns oh it must be it must be uh so yeah so so long john 117 here uh-huh. is uh is uh no long I, john I, long john silver it's the silver timeline <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay is anyone uh, regretting uh listening to this yet <laughs> it's long john silver uh yeah we <laughs> There's listen, he's a pirate. He's in rubble rubble. You he know? Is. He's yeah. yeah, he's he's becoming a pirate. Yeah. Uh he's gotta he's gotta embrace it. Uh-huh. Uh no, he's good. He's good. I I it's definitely a little unnerving. Like there's a part toward the end where he puts his helmet and his armor back on. I'm like, oh yeah, it's this guy still. It's still right. Master Chief. But yeah. uh, but I mean they're fleshing out the character, they're doing a good job making him a little giving him a little more dimensionality. Uh yeah, no, I don't mind. Couple things happen that I don't really have uh, much of a take on. Uh, we see the Spartans are just like flying through space. Or like, where's John? Well, you'll find him. Yeah, we'll uh, get him eventually. That's and then, 
and there's like Miranda's gonna go around and be like, just a reminder, I'm on the show and I disagree with some of the things you're doing. Yeah, and I do uh, a lot of sciencey things too. I was asking, I, I was like, last last episode recap, I was like, I don't know what she does specifically, and they basically, I think, made the scene to to tell me yeah. uh, what she does. She, yeah, I she do science. Yeah, she does science, and she's like, oh, Halsey does all the Spartan stuff, and I do the other cool stuff, like making these energy shields we talked about last episode, or an active camera that makes you invisible, or or the yarn, you know, the yarn space navigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all stuff that I did. She says. I mean, so, so she's uh, she's being, um, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't have a lot of weight to it, but I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's setting up that she's just feeling underappreciated, and I feel like she's gonna turn. I feel yeah. like something's gonna happen with her. Um, so then we go back to rubble where we're going to be for a lot of the rest of the episode in this sort of, um, this push towards ref here. Um, John and Quan are going to show Soren the artifact. Soren touches it and nothing happens. Um, so as you were talking about last time, not all humans have these major interactions with, um, the old world artifacts. Correct. Um, so, you know, nothing is happening when... Soren touches it. Have we seen Quan try and touch it? I don't know that we have. I don't believe we have. And so there are a couple clues uh, based on what we might know from the core canon, at least. So the, who knows? But uh, as to who else might have this ability, because uh, there should be a decent amount of them, even if they're not a ton of them. Uh, just because okay. the idea is that uh, not to, I don't really think this is going to spoil much, but the idea is that early humanity was seeded with like this special genetic compound. They call it a Gesh in the game. I believe is how you pronounce it, which is basically like gives them innately in their, in their genetics and their DNA, it gives them this ability. Um, And uh, you know, by this ancient race. Right. And so basically whoever get, whoever carries those genes can continue to do this, but it's just not everybody. Uh, And so you in theory uh could extrapolate some more people who have the ability to do this but i th- I think that might be too much of a spoiler for me to speculate on so i will okay cool um so soren touches it nothing happens uh and but soren at least has you know very useful intel and social collateral to use here uh on rubble and he says let's go talk to this guy ref uh he's uh he's he was abducted by the covenant he has seen things he knows things so they're gonna go and visit these guys the mystics who are like not um soren's gonna say they're not imprisoned that they're happier this way um yeah i I, I would question that yeah me as well Um, seems like a little bit of like a like an excuse to me but um there's a bunch of people who are locked up here and get fed the occasional churro yeah, I mean, to be fair, if I could just be in a room and be fed churros, maybe I would be okay with it. There's an argument that that is a happier existence. At least it's churros and not like gruel or yeah. soylent green. Right. They're being fed churros. These delicious cinnamon, sugary, doughy fried sticks that have stood the test of time. Obviously, uh, yeah, we're 500 and what? Five, 530 years in the future and we're still making churros. Mm-hmm, yeah uh you know look delicious too tired uh twinkies are going to be the food of the future wired churros are the food of the future Uh, absolutely i am thrilled that churros have made it this far yeah if anything did i would want it to be churros yeah uh so uh soren's just like giving out churros like they're candy and there's you know your and definition Quan of candy gets her is gonna... churro stolen from her too. Yes, her churro gets snatched. Uh, 
they go and they meet up with uh, with Ref, and he is, uh, as mentioned, Johan Myers of the Wheel of Time fame, Pat and Fane. He's just crawling around all over the place. He mm. seems to be very interested in Quan specifically. Yes, this was curious to me. Yeah, he yeah. was really fascinated with Quan. Yes, uh, and so he sees the Covenant tech. He sees the artifact. He he goes to touch it. Nothing really happens, right? When he touches it. Yeah, he can't do it. Uh, and he alluded he, to the fact that he was abducted by this Covenant ship, and they tried to make him do it. They, yes. Maybe they were looking for their their Maki, right? Right, um, right. And he couldn't. Yeah, and he still can't. Yeah, he says, "I'm not a blessed one." Uh, and they're like, "What's a blessed one?" He's like, "It's your human, but only more so." And blessed ones have obligations, responsibilities, moral imperatives. And he's uh, absolutely right about all this, by the way. As mm -hmm. much as they're trying to make him look a little uh, out of his mind, uh, as much as he's going off and this, oh, Soren's like, "Oh, we're losing him." When Master Chief cuts him off, everything he's saying is completely accurate. Right. Uh, I don't so, think that's, uh, that's giving anything away. <laughs> no, but, I, uh, I think it's pretty clear based on what happens next is he yes. lifts up the artifact and it seems like he's going to like drive it down on John to like bash his head in. It does um, seem like that. Uh, but John grabs it, uh, blasts off another blue wave of energy and has yet another flashback. Um, this one's interesting too. What did you, what did you glean from the flashback? All right, so what do we got? We got like uh, more dog stuff. Uh, yeah, the the white dog, white wolf, whatever it is. He's like drawing a picture, and his parents are like hanging it up. And then he's like, "No, I don't want to do it." And so he's like chasing this wolf, yeah, up a hill. And then he sees like, is it is it him? Someone's holding a body, and it looks maybe like it's him. Like maybe he's dead. But what I think what I think of that shot might be because later on there's this woman that we don't know who she is. There's a warthog, which is again the 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 car that uh, yeah. it comes up, and he seems like he's leaving in it. So what I'm what I am interpreting this to be is the scene where he gets abducted from his family to join the Spartan program. Uh, he gets distracted. The wolf runs away. They grab him and they replace him with the clone, who shortly after dies. Um, yes. And and he's saying, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go because he's being sort of abducted into the Spartan Two program. So I'm pretty sure interpretation wise that that's what this is sort of uh this jumbled little dream is showing us anyway yes um so he's like really taken aback by all of this though uh and he's like what am i what am i <laughs> oh yeah he shoves wrath against the wall yeah very like uh, batman vibes to me like mm -hmm, very much so and wrath is telling him uh you felt it didn't you you felt the darkness that means you can stop the darkness because uh, he saw a ring, a ring. It's the door to the end of life as we know it. Yes. Um, so this is and... the second actual Halo reference in Halo. The first yeah. was earlier. I think I think I think Maki mentions the sacred ring earlier as well. So they're actually starting to talk about it now. Mm -hmm. So there's this ring that they're discussing um, and uh, he's basically saying um, the way to stop it would be to destroy this artifact and then destroy yourself. Yeah, which uh, does make sense to me um, because John is a reclaimer, as we talked about. It has the ability to activate these forerunner artifacts, uh, putting putting the pieces together, right? You've got uh, the artifact is a way to get to the ring, the halo ring. The halo ring 
Reth says, is a door to the end of life as we know it. And the Halo ring was built by the same people who built the artifact. So it stands to reason that the Blessed Ones, or the Reclaimers, get activated. Yeah. And uh, so the reason that Reth is saying that Master Chief would not only need to destroy the artifact, but himself is because as long as he's alive, he is able to activate this weapon. Yes. And uh, bring life to an end. Yeah. So he's basically like, if you want to, if you want everybody to live, you probably got to die. Yeah. And it's like, Even oh. though we don't know how many of these people there are. I don't think that's, he's really thinking this through. We already know. If no, two of them. no. Um, but what's really interesting to me then is that John is going to be like, all right, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going home. I'm yeah. going home. Uh, I shouldn't have run away. I feel bad that I ran away. Uh, this is too big. This is beyond my pay grade. I don't know anyone else, so I've got no one else to talk to about it. I gotta go home. And Soren kind of mocks. He's like, "Oh, you always go running back to mommy." Uh, yeah. And, and we're so gonna do like, that, like uh, that mommy style relationship. Yeah. Later, for, yes. For sure. Very and much. He's uh, not you know, wrong he, about he's this. He's not. He's not. But he's gonna tell him, uh, "Keep Quan here. I can't bring her back." Quan's like, "I'm coming with." He's like, "You're not." Uh, this is the best that I can do if you want to stay alive. And he asked Soren, if there was ever a time that I needed to trust you, it's now. So can I trust you? And Soren says, you can. Um, uh, but I don't know. I hope so. I hope we can. Um, he's a pirate. Can you trust a pirate? Yeah, I, I hope. I mean, he said so. So I mean. Especially when Quan has a, you know, potentially a big bounty on her head. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. We'll have to see what happens with that. That'll be a very interesting plot to develop. And I think that part of the reason Quan is staying is so that we can also stay with Soren. Yes, uh, I think that's right. Used to kind of hang out on the rubble uh, and all these interconnected asteroids and 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 see what happens there on that side and stay there. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's a it's a curious case for for Quan, especially she doesn't really have anywhere anymore. Yeah. Um. So. Master Chief gets back into Master Chief mode. He puts yep. the whole helmet on. He gets on his ship. He turns on the beacon. The Spartans find him. They escort him back to base. You know, it all happens pretty quick. Yep. And uh, uh, Halsey takes the artifact right away. She does immediately. Uh, and Miranda is watching this whole time. And I'm like, okay, clocking that because Miranda is like going to break John out of prison or something. I some feel like. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and I also noticed that, again, John sort of looks back at Halsey, like, as in, like, the, hey, mom, like, uh, like you're going to come give me a hug. And she's like, okay, get the artifact on the war hug. Let's get, like, she doesn't care. She wants yes. the artifact. Correct. Um, and I think that's notable, even though he doesn't seem to mind that much in the next conversation that they have. But yeah. And so this next conversation is like, you've been a naughty boy. <laughs> exactly. You ran away from home and you left us with all these problems and we were worried sick about you. Uh, and he says, but I was feeling things. I had big feelings. She said, well, let's not talk about the big. feelings. Uh, we, don't, we don't need to. Let's just suppress that. It's let's fine. focus on the results instead. Let's focus uh, on my artifact. Uh huh uh and uh she's great in this scene by the way this is this is like this is so creepy all of this oh yeah and it's and it's peak halsey too like this is is, it really captures the character of halsey very well yeah she's like uh you know really uh untrustworthy uh it feels like but but you do get sort of this childlike quality out of master chief who seems like uh yes mom (laughs) 
you know? And like, I guess like part of me was like, man, I think it's kind of, uh, maybe like a botched narrative opportunity that master chief doesn't have connections across the the galaxy. Mm -hmm. But then I think the other thing is that, you know, there is something to be said about this big, strong guy. Who's just like a big, strong kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, who's, who's like turning, you know, you know, he's changing. He's like, his body is changing. <laughs> I, know. I was going to say it's, it's, it, it's, there's some connections there, right? Spartan puberty. Yeah. Spooberty. Uh, Spuberty. Yeah. <laughs> okay yeah yeah so he's going through spuberty mm -hmm. and uh yeah for spartans it happens much later in your life and yeah. you have to touch an ancient alien artifact in order to trigger it right an awakening of sorts that's right uh, and uh so he says he came back because there's no one else that he could trust and he says i'm changing i don't think it was anything about the situation uh it's uh it's that i've never felt anything before and i think uh nothing else was different it's that i'm different now uh and she's kind of you know telling it's gonna be all right everything's gonna be great i see this as a new beginning between us and Which, it's juxtaposed yeah. with this uh this final scene uh, uh, there's a couple of things that we see. We see Maki taking her clothes off. She has these scars on her back. So in terms of showing the bod, we are definitely seeing a lot of scarred bods across this show. We are. Yeah. Um, and I, this was a little interesting that they were showing Maki. I don't know from like a narrative standpoint, if you have a take on it, but like, why I was wondering Maki? was she, was why? she, was she Spartan trained at some point or something like that was a thought that I had uh that's a thought uh, she doesn't have like the the clean scars though right like john has very like patterned scars of like surgical components and she right. seemed to have like a burn mark sort yeah. of type of scars right yeah um yeah i don't know it just seemed really interesting that he was having that conversation while they were showing maki you know show the bod right right, right? right. It, it, it's very interesting to me um, so we see that and then we see, you know, Quan is watching the Venture video, just getting more and more furious. She's just going to go rogue and go after Venture and Sornswick. I was, I promised my friend that I'd look after you. And so that's where that story is going to go is my prediction. Um, yeah. And then, and then we see Halsey unlocking Cortana and Cortana wakes up and, um, yep. yeah, this is unsettling. I'm supposed to be excited about Cortana, but I'm nervous about Cortana, right? I'm, isn't this supposed to be cool? Cortana's supposed to be cool. Yeah. yeah but I'm and, so nervous. This doesn't seem great. This whole like takeover of the consciousness thing is so interesting to me. Even when she was talking to John, you mentioned at the end of that scene where she's like, yeah, I think that it's going to be a you know new beginning, right? Or whatever she says there. I, I think that that sort of implies that she's expecting to sort of take over his mind. But also we know that Cortana is a character. Yeah. And... Even just knowing that makes me think, well, there's no way that she actually completely controls his mind, right? Because he's, she's a separate personality in the show. But I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. There's, they definitely are creating this element of like dark, dark vibes around Cortana, which I mean, to be fair, Halsey created her. So it makes sense that there's some, some dark, nefarious yeah. back to it, just like yeah. Spartans. Yeah, uh, so I guess we'll find out uh, as we keep pushing forward through season one of Halo. Um, but that's episode two in the books. I had fun. Uh, I'm interested, you know, as somebody who's like, you know, Halo agnostic, I'm I'm digging it. I'm enjoying it. Now, speaking of speaking of uh, Halo agnostic, I, I did have a question for you based on the end of that. that yeah. 
episode. So if you were wearing the holy attire that Maki is wearing, mm-hmm. would you take your sleeves off last? I think sleeves probably go um, early. That's what I would think. Yeah. Too. Like, yeah. why were the sleeves the last thing? I yeah. just don't understand. And I, now I don't know. I've I think sleeves. I I think sleeves come on early if you're yes. putting a robe on as well. Yes, that's true. Uh, um. So you know, maybe in, it's like the robe side of things. That's true. That's a good you know, point. So when I think about it that way, I guess it makes sense. You know, that the sleeves are kind of like the Marines of the outfit. You know, yeah. first ones on, last ones off. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, on that note, I would love some Wiggler's Wombats uh, holy sleeves, please. Uh, I think Wiggler's Wombats like compression sleeves, uh, like uh, Ray has in Star Wars. Oh, that would work. That would. Work. I was gonna say actually that they would be bad. Oh, oh, you think so? Yeah, I don't like them. Okay, All like right. arm sleeves. I don't know. I think um, we could start a trend. We could try. Uh, holy sleeves is an interesting conversation. Uh, we could have it another you time. You can go in more than one direction there for sure. I, cer- I certainly can. Uh, so that's Halo. We'll see where we go in episode three. I'm interested to see um, what's going to happen now that Cortana's unlocked. What's going to happen now that John and Quan are separated? And um, you know, are they going to be able? Are are they going to be apart from each other for the whole season or just for a little while? Uh, it's hard to know. The pace of the show has been, you know, it in some ways fast, and then in other ways maybe a little slow. Um, yeah. You know, I I don't entirely know what to predict uh, in terms of John and Quan getting back together, but I expect that Quan you know, uh, freelancing her way out of there and going to Madrigal uh, makes some sense to me. Um, I think so too. As like a next step for for her. Um, anyone, if you have predictions, we would love to hear them. You can email us. Uh, you can send an email to me, josh at postshowrecaps.com. You can tweet at us as well. I'm at Round Howie. Uh, at Round Howie. Who's that? <laughs> wow. Well, it's, uh, it's... Very, very strange slip of the tongue. At it's, Round uh, Howie is a great guy. Fleet Admiral Terrence Howie. <laughs> yes. At Fleet, at, at Fleet Admiral Lord Terrence Round Howard uh, <laughs> is uh, my Twitter handle. At Cavex is Corey. You can talk to both of us in the Poster Recaps Patreon Discord. Patreon.com slash Poster Recaps. Start of a new month. We would love to see you if you want to talk to us about Halo and anything else under the sun. Uh, you can also follow Corey on Twitch, streaming video games every now and then, twitch.tv slash CavX. Absolutely. I just started uh-huh. playing Kirby in the Forgotten Land. How is that? Uh, it's it's really cute and very fun. Yeah, I recommend it, uh, and, and it's going to be a great game to play with my kids. And as a note, we mentioned, uh, I think last time, the 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 hidden origins of CavX as a screen name yep. uh, are tied partially to Kirby. What? I'm sorry. Used to really like that game as a kid. All right. We are slowly seeding out the uh the origin of Cavex here. That's uh, right. Uh, and if you're a patron of post show recaps, you can find out right away. You're not gonna have to wait uh the next seven weeks or eight weeks, yeah, or whatever it's gonna be. Me and I will show you a picture that was that was created for me. Yes. That's uh, uh that's part of the Kirby universe, technically speaking. Doesn't Kirby eat cars in the new game? Yeah, Kirby. Yeah, that's it's the kind thing. Of, kind of wild. Cars, vending machines, traffic cones. 
Kirby's Kirby is uh, getting into some larger objects here. You think the vending machine tastes the best? I would think so. But Kirby also spits out cans as a as an attack when he eats the vending machine. So um, it's, it's he's, just like he's like he's like draining the liquids from the soda cans and then I would hope the that he at least yeah that he at least gets to drink the soda before he spits out the can. That I would, would hope that would make a lot of sense to me, like logistically. I hope so as well. Um, all right, folks. Halo returns next week on Paramount Plus. The poster recaps coverage of Halo will return as well. Until next time, Corey B, take us away. Halo. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.